1: to your Extraordinary Life by Design, where each week we will dive into tips and strategies on how to incorporate strong self-care habits, which will help you create, design, and sustain the life you want to live with confidence, grace, ease, and flow, and one where you can wake up to each morning with gratitude. Hi, I'm your host, Leslie Gadet, Mindset and Emotional Awareness Coach for Women. If you want to create healthy habits to support your overall well-being so that you can avoid the burnout, people-pleasing, stop chasing after perfectionism, avoid comparison syndrome, and chasing after every magic pill, then you're in the right place because these are some of the things we will cover as the weeks go by. So I hope that you're ready to take back your life. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Your Extraordinary Life by Design. I'm your host, Leslie, and I'm really excited to be diving into one of my favorite topics, which is mindset. And if you will indulge me, I'm going to go straight into it. So what is mindset? Well, my belief is that mindset comes down to what we have decided is our truth, what we believe. Last month, we talked about triggers and the emotional triggers cycle, which is our emotional cycle on repeat and which is usually on repeat multiple times per day. We have the trigger, which influences our thoughts and emotions, which creates our belief, what meaning we give to our experiences, and they become our beliefs where we set our mind. In essence, creating our mindset. And in that sense, when we already have a set of beliefs, those beliefs have the potential to continue influencing our thoughts and emotions which in turn dictate our words and actions. So in essence, your beliefs continue to influence your thoughts and your feelings, which in turn dictate your responses and your responses create your reward system. For example, the negative response is where you're feeling bad because you're thinking bad thoughts and your actions mirror that. You have blow ups and have to go into fix it mode once you've cooled off. And if you have enough of these moments in a day, they'll rob you of valuable time because you will have allowed your emotions to manage you. Now, a positive response is where you're self-aware of your trigger, which is how you're feeling based on what has happened, and you're consciously tracking your feelings back to your thoughts and making decisions based on logic rather than an emotion. So let's talk emotions for a second. We typically respond from one of two states of mind, the powerful state of mind or primal state of mind, which simply means that we are responding to our experiences from feelings that feel good or feelings that don't feel good. For example, when you are responding from a powerful state of mind, your feelings that feel good, you're typically responding from an emotional place like feelings of hope, gratitude, joy, compassion, peace, calm, courage, confidence, optimism, celebration, and love. These powerful state emotions keep you grounded and focused, and when you're self-aware around your emotional trigger cycle, you're able to bounce back more easily. However, when you are responding from an emotional place of feelings that don't feel good, you're usually responding from emotions like stress, anxiety, overwhelm, disappointment, resentment, boredom, anger, impatience, worry, sadness, or irritation. And so when you find yourself operating from a primal state in the heat of the moment because you're feeling bad feelings and you're thinking negative thoughts, and then you become reactive and you say or do things you don't really mean to say or do, but at the time you feel justified based on how you're feeling, after some time has passed, you've come to realize that after you've cooled off, that these types of emotions are disrupting your day and literally robbing you of time. Because you have to go back and fix whatever you said and or did, because you find that you feel badly for your response, it's not a true reflection of the person you want to be, and you want to go back and repair your relationship. An example that I hear a lot of women saying is that there's not enough time in their day to get everything done. With the kids, you know, their after-school activities, their homework, all of that, their work, you know, family matters, etc., cetera, etc. cetera, et cetera. So when they say that there's not enough time in their day, it causes stress and anxiety and possibly monkey mind when they go to bed, where their brain won't shut down and they find themselves being very reactive to them being emotionally triggered. For me, the question is, when you feel like there's not enough time in your day, the question I would ask is, what are you focusing on during the day that's robbing you of your time that's making you feel like you don't have enough time in your day to get stuff done? Because is it really that you don't have enough time or is it other things that are distracting you? And what I mean is, are you getting caught up in your emotional trigger cycle and finding that you are reactive and getting caught up in your emotions, which are keeping you stuck from moving forward with things in your life because your emotions are holding you hostage? It literally comes down to how you are feeling, what you are thinking, and the meaning that you are giving to what is happening in the moment, which is based on the state of mind that you are in. So if you are in a primal state of mind, like stress, anxiety, overwhelm, anger, or worry, just to name a few, and you don't learn to track it back to your thoughts, which are influencing your emotions, and because you don't feel so happy at that moment and you give that moment a negative meaning, you're going to respond from that negative place. You'll be reactive from that primal reaction. So now let's bring it back to mindset because that's one of my favorite topics, I believe that what you believe influences your thoughts and your feelings. And for the remainder of this episode, I want to dive into where our beliefs come from and how we form them, noticing our feelings so we can track them back to our thoughts, switching our thoughts to positive solution-focused gratitude ways of thinking, and so that we can start looking at how we are forming our beliefs and how they're influencing us. As I said earlier, your mindset, which are your beliefs, influences your thoughts and emotions, which in turn dictate your words and actions. So let's begin with our beliefs. Where do they come from and how do we form them? First things first, our beliefs are based on four areas, which I believe are four areas that uh, they come from, which are our per- one, num- number one, our personal experiences. So what that is, is the things that happen to you personally, how you formulate, how you are feeling, the things that you're thinking, and the meanings that you are personally giving to your experience. Shared experiences are when they're with your siblings or your parents or your peers, uh, people in your life, how you watch them, how they respond when they're emotionally triggered, and possibly that could influence you thinking that's how you're to respond to something similar that you're experiencing with others. The third one is generationally passed down. These are beliefs that generation passes to generation. So your parents, your grandparents, your, your aunts and uncles, your cousins, all of the people in your life who influence you from your generation passing down their beliefs that they formed based on their own experiences. And they've passed those down to you and you have the option to adopt them as your own. And now remember, as a child, you're not really have you don't have anything else really to base your opinions on. So most of the time you will take their their beliefs as truth and adopt them as your own. And finally, number four, cultural beliefs. So if you come from a different culture, you already have a set of ways that you live your life, you know, rules, uh, things that you apply to your life based on your, the cultural beliefs. And also how you may think and 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 feel could be based on how your, uh, the way your culture believes and thinks and feels about specific situations. So their beliefs get passed down to you as well. Now, in doing some research, I found an article by Carol Fox, who is a confident communication expert, and she's the former president of Women's Sport Australia. And in this article that I found, she wrote, Quote, psychologists believe that by the age of seven, most of our patterns of behavior, our beliefs, and our habits are formed. These beliefs are molded by the significant people in our life, especially our mother and father, and when we encounter obstacles in life, it usually means our habits of behavior are being challenged, End quote. She further explains saying that, quote, as we have grown so much, these old behaviors which served us when we were younger no longer support us now. These might include beliefs like don't talk to strangers, which kept us safe as a child, but means as an adult, we have a resistance to networking, meeting new people, or it could be a belief such as I'm little and I can't do anything to change the world, which was possibly true as a small child, but means as an adult, we limit our ability to achieve and affect change in our life and the lives of people around us, End quote. So as you can see, both of these talk about a personal experience of being small, uh, and believing that you can't change the world because somehow uh, the, the way that you are, the way that you look, uh, the size of you makes you incapable of making change or having any impact on the world around you. And the other one is based on a belief which, which is passed down by the generation before being the parent who has said, you know, don't talk to strangers. But literally that has translated into your adult world, uh, where it's meeting new people, it makes it hard for you to do. Now, going a bit further, when I was doing a deeper dive into research, I found another article by Evergreen Psychotherapy Center in that their research has found that, quote, over time, repeated encoded experiences become internal working models or core beliefs about self, self in relation to others and the world in general. These core beliefs come through become the lens through which children and later adults view themselves and others, especially authority and attachment figures. End quote. And so when you look at this, it's also referring back to our experiences, both personal and through the lens of others, right? Yourself in relation to others. Now, one of the things that they also touched on in the article is this, quote, they said, quote, explicit memory develops by the age of two. A child is now learning language, has conscious awareness and can remember himself in a specific past event. By now, the toddler can bring up a sensory image of her parent or caregiver, including pictures, body sensations, and emotions. The secure child feels calm and relaxed. The insecure child feels anxious and tense, So this also gives you an idea of how our beliefs are formed and when they actually start, the age when we start to really get impacted by the world around us. And then, of course, that influences how we determine meanings we give to things. And then those meanings, in turn, influence our thoughts and emotions, which play off of one another and dictate our responses, because our thoughts are influenced on what we believe, right? And our thoughts are not only influencing our emotions, but they're also influenced by the emotions, the level of intensity of how we're feeling uh, around something that's happening. And, of course, the two of them working in tandem will then influence uh, and direct our words and actions, basically dictating how we will show up in the world. What you say is so important, but it's really more important that you focus on how you say your words, because what you say and how you say it can make all the difference in how someone on the receiving end interprets what you are saying. Say it with sarcasm and you're really trying to be funny. It won't translate, correct? So our words matter also. Uh, in the written form as well, as how you feel and the emotion that you're trying to convey won't always translate on the other side. So it's equally important to read what you write before pressing send and ask yourself how you would feel and interpret the message on the receiving end. It's really important. And last but not least, our actions. What you do is so important because sometimes actions can speak louder than words, including inaction. And when you think back on this and you learn that as children from the ages of infant to six or so, and I found that some say six and some say up to eight, that in this period of time, we are as children like sponges, soaking everything up and taking everything in and not filtering things out because we've not yet learned that yet. And our prefrontal cortex has not yet fully formed. From further research, uh, Maria Montessori refers to this as the absorbent mind. She believes, quote, the child has a different relation to his environment from ours. The child absorbs it. The things he sees are not just remembered. They form part of his soul. He incarnates in himself all in the world about him that his eyes see and his ears hear. The development that is taking place during your child's first six years is enormously important. Children, children develop 85% of their core brain structure by the time they are five years old. Your child will now build on this core foundation for the rest of her life. End quote. This is incredible to me, right? Because it begs one to wonder how does one take how, what they have learned up to the age of five and beyond and learn how to progress, to expand on or navigate how they learn and how to filter out what doesn't serve them because That's the question when it comes to mindset and how we are forming our beliefs. For now, I'm going to leave you with this. There's hope. I believe there is always hope in that we have the power to change how we think by making a conscious effort to getting to the root of ourselves and to learning about who we were that created who we are so that we show up and be intentional around who we want to be. I'm going to leave you with some simple steps you can take to help you learn more about how you respond to your triggers from a powerful state of mind with the feel-good emotions, how you respond to your triggers from a primal state of mind with the not-so-good-feeling emotions, and how you're forming your beliefs where you are setting your mind to believe something is true based on how you're thinking and feeling and informing your opinion. And whether or not it came from a personal experience, a shared experience, was generally, generationally passed down, and then you formed a belief around it, and even a cultural belief where your culture passed down certain beliefs. or And, and that can even fall under a generational belief uh, based on how someone from a, a, your generation has formed a belief around a culture. It's their opinion of someone who's different, of someone who speaks differently, uh, who eats different food or dresses differently than you. Now, I know it's a lot to think about, but in reality, if you just take a moment to recognize how you individually as an adult navigate your world, it might give you some insight to know how your beliefs were formed, whether by your own doing or passed on to you. And so that you can decide for yourself whether or not you want that to be true and to question if it really is true or not. Learning to track your feelings and tracking them back to your thoughts will help you gain more insight and understanding when you also do a little bit of personal digging by taking a trip back in time to those moments you can remember and reflect upon them and how they influenced you then and could possibly be influencing you now. Get curious about why you think the way you do and ask yourself if these thoughts are true or just negative emotion-based thoughts based on the past or based on how someone else told you to feel and believe. Check your energy. Sometimes we get reactive when we're tired, lethargic from poor sleep habits as examples. Even our hydration can play a part in this because really taking care of your body should be on the top of your list daily. What you feed yourself through proper hydration and rest and exercise, all of these are really important. Next, Decide that you're not going to be reactive. Be intentional that you want to and will learn to switch your thoughts to more positive, solution-focused thoughts. What do you want to believe is really how you decide what you will focus on. Even bringing your thoughts back to gratitude. By adopting a gratitude mindset and learning to focus on what you're grateful for rather than what you don't have. You can't be grateful and sad at the same time. Now, what I like to do myself and with my clients is an exercise that I call gratitude stacking. It's where you start your days with morning gratitude and you end your days with reflection and gratitude. This is my personal gratitude stacking process. In the morning, I start my day with gratitude, prayer and meditation and then spend time with God. Next, I journal. It's my morning reflection time where I I journal about where I'm at in my life, what I'm doing, where I want to go and how I'm feeling. Next, I follow it with morning gratitude. I I journal about one person I'm grateful for, one experience I'm grateful for, and one thing about myself that I am grateful for. Now, in the evening, I follow up with a reflection on my day, and I journal about my accomplishments. I document what I did, how I feel, how it has impacted my life, or how it has the potential to impact my life, and I celebrate my accomplishments. I anchor in what I call celebration memories. And last but not least, very important, I spend time with God giving thanks for another day. Now, this takes practice, and like any muscle, in time you learn to, and eventually strengthen your self-awareness muscle around your emotions, your powerful states and your primal states, and you'll find yourself being less reactive and more proactive when triggered. By noticing, noticing when you are not feeling good, by tracking back your feelings to what you're thinking about and asking questions around it. By making a new decision in how you're going to respond, and responding could simply be removing yourself from a situation until you've had time to cool down before you react. Because it's more productive to not respond in the moment, especially when the emotion you're responding to is from a primal state. Now, I hope this was helpful for you today to learn about where our beliefs come from and how we form them noticing our feelings so we can track them back to our thoughts, and switching our thoughts to positive, solution-focused, gratitude-based ways of thinking. Remember, it takes time and dedication and commitment. It's not a one-and-done process. It's daily, and it's a lifestyle choice. But I believe that when you consciously take the time to learn about you so that you can start making changes in your life so that you can show up in your world as the best version of you, That's when you start to believe in yourself and you start building your extraordinary life one day at a time. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and a beautiful week ahead. For now, I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and sharing your energy with me. I would love to stay in touch, so let's connect. Please follow me on Facebook and Instagram. If you liked this episode and what you are learning, please head over to whatever platform you are listening to this podcast on and give me some love so that I can reach more people and help them. And if you want to have a conversation around what you are learning because you feel like you could use a little more insight or possibly see what working with me could look like for you, then be sure to reach out to me at lesliegodettecoaching at gmail.com. And let's set up a quick 15-minute chat. For now, I'll see you next time.